Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, March 21st, 2022. Stand up for your country. So I don't know about you, but um, when I'm trying to figure out what's happening in Ukraine vis-a-vis the United States, because all of this uh, affects each and every one of us. I just got a bill today um, for a project I was doing, and the energy cost of the project doubled. So I got to pay double that I didn't expect. I should have, I guess, expected it. But this is going to happen to you. It's going to happen to me again. Uh, Every single thing that we do is going to cost more because of uh, Joe Biden's bumbling in the economic sphere and the energy sphere. So I want to try to stay ahead and tell you what probably is going to happen in Ukraine because that comes on back to the American economy. So the first thing that I learned this weekend is that Putin has changed strategy, military strategy, and that it's a front page article on the Wall Street Journal. I learned it from other sources before the journal printed it. But in the beginning, Putin thought that that Ukraine was going to collapse, all right, and that he was going to be able to occupy a large portion of the country. Well, that did not happen. So they've scaled back, they being the Russian military, to occupy probably about a quarter of Ukraine, the east, all right, because they know they're not going to be able to sit there in Kiev and occupy because there'll be a guerrilla war and they'll lose thousands of Russian troops. But before that determination is made, and remember the talks are underway between Russia and Ukraine, the Russians are punishing the Ukrainians with artillery, airstrikes, whatever, to get a better deal in whatever the negotiation will reap. Okay, so they're punishing Ukraine to make Zelensky more uh, eager to make some kind of deal that gives Russia a piece of his country, another piece, because Crimea, of course, is Ukraine. So that's where we are militarily. Now, in accompanying this change of military strategy, you up the refugee factor. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So there are 44 million people in Ukraine. Okay, right now, about 3.5 million have left the country. Most have gone to Poland. They are refugees. And this is going to be a huge humanitarian disaster in the months to come because you got to feed them, got to house them, you got to make sure they have facilities. And the United Nations should be in the forefront of that. I believe they will be. But all the NATO nations, the EU nations and the USA is going to pour money in there to help these refugees. Now, before this is over, I think it'll be between five and six million Ukrainian refugees get out of that country. In addition, there are about seven million Ukrainians inside that have been what they call displaced. So their homes have been blown up or the Russians are occupying a certain and they want out of there and they're visiting relatives in the western part of the country, whatever it may be. All right. So if you add it up, it's about 11 to 12 million Ukraines that are on the move. Again, that's a humanitarian disaster. Okay? And when you have that, you have a compulsion to stop it. So I was on a radio, WLS radio in Chicago this morning, and the anchor was interviewing me, and she was frustrated. She goes, Well, how can we sit by and watch the suffering of the poor Ukrainian people? Because we see the pictures every day, you see the bodies, you shouldn't we do more? And I said, Well, 
if you're going to do more on a military front, there are going to be more bodies. Because it's not like the uh, Russian army is going to surrender. They're not. So if you put more um, military, I don't know, NATO troops, or what, then you expand it. And then more Ukrainians will be killed because that's the battlefield. But you don't, you don't show weakness. You don't say, well, we're afraid of that, so we're not going to do it. We don't do it unless it's the right thing to do, unless it would lead to victory. So right now, Putin, he's in trouble in Russia. But it takes time for those economic sanctions to strangle the lifeblood of Russia. They will. And again, you know, I, I get letters continuing on the MiGs and the planes. I'm going to say it one more time because I don't want to be repetitive and boring. The Ukrainian Air Force cannot stand up to the Russian Air Force. So you can give them all the planes you want. They're going to be blown out of the sky or blown up on the ground. All right. That's just the truth. Every military person knows that. Not going to hear it from the media because they're not going to tell you anything that's true. All right. So that is the subject of uh, the Talking Points memo. Let's get on to a solution here. So the solution lies with the Russian Orthodox Church. And again, nobody has said this to you, but I'm telling you, this is where it lies. 87% of the Russian population is Orthodox, okay? 95 million people are Russian Orthodox. If the head of that church, Patriarch Kirill, who is in Moscow, demanded that Putin stop the violence, demanded it, and then told his followers, look, you got to get out in the streets and stop this with me, the patriarch. Putin couldn't then operate. You see? Now, Kirill, as we reported last week, did issue a statement with Pope Francis that this is horrible, deplorable, sinful, whatever you want to say. But now it's time the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church to come out and say enough. Putin couldn't suppress that. That's too big. Okay? And if the patriarch felt he was in danger, he can flee the country and do it like the Dalai Lama in Tibet does it to China. But I'll tell you what, that would stop it. Putin could not stand up against that because then you mobilize and, and most Russians are believers. It's not a secular country like France or the United States or Great Britain. They believe. And this is their guy. So will he do it? Take great courage. But if I'm, I'm the head of that church, boy, I'm out there today. I mean, how many more innocent babies and children and women have to be killed before you, you say enough? Vlad, enough. So that is the solution. All right, let's get to uh, Biden. He did a couple of things today, mostly on the phone, talking about uh, the Ukrainian uh, thing. I'm not even going to put it up on the screen. It's not that he uh, was derelict in his duty today. Biden wasn't. He's trying to organize whatever strategy the Biden administration thinks will work. I'm not going to undercut that. That would be foolish and irresponsible of me to do it. 
as you may know, uh, the president's going to uh, Brussels on Wednesday for meetings on Thursday with the NATO allies, G7 leaders, European Union. And it'll be, you know, what else can we do economically um, and to reassure the NATO countries that if Putin attacks them, America will then get into a shoot war, which will happen. I don't know if I'm sorry, I shouldn't put it that way. If Putin attacks, big if. I don't think Putin will do it, but I was wrong about Ukraine. I mean, maybe he's that insane. Then on Friday, um, Biden goes to Warsaw, Poland, because Poland's taking the brunt of all the refugees. And, you know, he's got to say to Poland, look, we'll help you. You know, he has to help. All the EU countries do. And, uh, you know, don't worry about Putin. If he comes in, we're with you. We'll be there. Um, that's what that means about. Now, there are some who say that Biden should go to Ukraine. That's insane. The security situation there is so bad, you don't do that. I think everybody knows that. All right, so that's uh, where we are on the Ukraine front. Again, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, we are ahead of this story. I can guarantee you that Russian Orthodox solution has not been put forth by anybody I know, and that is the solution. Now, if the entire American media would embrace that, they would hear that over in Moscow. The patriarch would hear that if the world demanded that he do it. So I want to start the ball rolling on it. All right, let's get back in the USA. Um, the Hunter Biden story is heating up. So the impetus for this was a New York Times report that said, yeah, uh, even though we suppressed the story for 18 months, the laptop that Hunter Biden brought to a pawn shop or wherever is real. And what he said on it is real. Um, and we, the New York Times, are acknowledging that 18 months after it happened. Isn't that nice? Um, so you have, I wrote a column, Hunter Becomes the Prey. And I said in the column, is absolutely true. The one-two punch of suppressing and ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. Remember, this broke before the presidential vote of 2020. And the phony Russian collusion story, the media did both, corporate media, was the biggest political scandal in our history because it did absolutely influence the vote. Though you had the media, corporate media pushing Russian collusion turned out to be phony and suppressing a real story that turned out to be true. So I know Donald Trump's running around. I heard him this morning, uh, keeps doing the election business. I wish that he would be more focused, Mr. Trump, in getting the point across that this was a corrupt election because of the media. Okay, that is the story. So um, the New York Post has been the uh, driver of the story and uh, they did excellent work. They should win a Pulitzer. Of course, they won't because the Pulitzer Prize Commission is corrupt. It's just crazy, but it is because the Russian collusion people won the Pulitzers and it was phony and they didn't send them back. Pulitzer didn't say, hey, send those prizes back. The New York Times. 
It's so crazy. So where are we now vis-a-vis Hunter? There is one story that is left to be told. Just one. Okay? Please read my column and you'll have all the details. I don't have time to get into them tonight. The only story left is, did Joe Biden take money from Hunter Biden? And the only way you're going to get that story is if the Justice Department indicts Hunter Biden. Now, there is a grand jury sitting now. The Justice Department is investigating him. And um, that is the story. If the sitting president of the United States, while he was vice president, took money from his son for shady business deals overseas, that could get Biden impeached. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay. Now, what did Biden have to say about the laptop story, which blows the whole thing wide open? Roll the tape. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what is this that's where you're exactly going? What this is going. where he's going. There you go. Now we know what Biden said was not true. So... He did say 50 national security people did say it was Russian disinformation. That's true. All of them were wrong. So let's bring in a guy who's spent the last two years, at least, uh, investigating this. John Solomon is the uh, editor-in-chief of Just the News. So I go to their website, Just the News, uh, as an investigative person myself. I want to see what John has to say every night. So I hope you do, too. It's free. Justthenews.com. You can watch him. And he joins us from Washington, D.C. So do you agree with me that the story dies if there's no Joe Biden component? Yeah, listen, I think at the end of the day, the American people care about their president more than a wayward son whose uh, antics are now well known. Uh, so at the end of the day, what did Joe Biden know and what did he benefit from this relationship is the ultimate question that needs to be resolved. And in, within the laptop and within some of the documents, 
We now see evidence that Joe Biden knew what his son was doing. He has interactions with different members, a Chinese uh, business leader that does the investment fund with uh, uh, Hunter Biden in China. He meets with the Burisma people uh, in Washington, D.C. And in 2017, he's part of a discussion where the big guy is going to get 10 percent. So the okay. part that Joe Biden didn't know anything. Is Let me now play devil's advocate, sure. because that, yeah. that'll make this interview interesting. All right. <laughs> I'm going to sure. I'm going to be Hunter Biden's defense attorney here. Sure. OK. All right. Burisma is the company that Hunter Biden sat on the board in Ukraine and was paid an enormous amount of money by Burisma for doing that, correct? That's right. Yep. Almost $4 million. Okay. Almost $4 million. Now, you can say, and there's no doubt about it, that Hunter Biden used his father's influence as vice president to get the Burisma job to get contracts in China, to be paid money, apparently, by the wife of the mayor of Moscow, 3.5 million. And the money all went through different companies. It's a very confusing mosaic, all right? It went through all these companies. But there's no doubt that Hunter Biden got the money because he just wrote a check to the IRS who is demanding payment, tax payments, yeah. for the money that he harvested overseas, correct? That's correct. And in fact, uh, one of the things I wrote over the weekend, there are memos to Hunter Biden in 15, uh, 16 and 17 telling him, you never paid money on that Ukrainian, you never paid taxes yeah. on that Ukrainian money. You need to do it. Apparently, he waited years after that, even after being warned, he still and, didn't pay taxes on it. And he paid, the report is a million dollars to the IRS. Yeah. We don't know. All right. Those are private transactions. But that's the report. So there's no doubt that Hunter Biden got money from overseas uh, concerns. All right. And that his father did Hunter Biden favors by meeting with certain people that Hunter Biden was doing business with. Would that be fair? Yes. I don't think any of that's in dispute any longer. Okay. So as Hunter Biden's attorney, I say. Well, Hunter just asked his dad for a solid. He just wanted, you know, to have as much influence as possible in these business dealings. So he trots his dad out. His dad just did him a favor. That's right. That wash. Well, listen, if it washes, if Joe Biden didn't look into the camera in 2020 and said, I had nothing to do, I never did anything. He looked in the camera while he was running for president and he lied to the American people. So I think that's going to matter to the American people. But you're right. At the end of the day, the most important question is, did our president benefit from this illicit financial transactions right, that his right. son was doing? That's the key So question. there are there. And remember now, we're dealing with a guy, Hunter Biden, who's intoxicated on cocaine, who, who's just all over the place. He's a mess. Yeah. But he says in the laptop, and he wrote it, the big guy, and we got to do this. What is the most damning thing that you, John Solomon, who knows this inside and out, the most damning thing that Hunter Biden wrote about his father in that laptop? There are suggestions in 2015, 16, and 17 that he is sending money to his father. There's one reference where he talks about I had to give up 50% of whatever I earned to my dad over the years. That's a really explosive revelation. And then there are discussions of shared credit cards, shared bills that he appears to be paying on behalf of his father. 
if those are corroborated by the FBI, who has access to this laptop, if those transactions occurred, then Joe Biden was a financial beneficiary of Hunter Biden's Foreign Inc. shakedown that he did. That's the missing question that we're all trying to get. Okay. And there's so only a few people that can get that. Very good. That, that was as clear, even I understood it. <laughs> that was so clear yeah. that if Joe Biden, as vice president of this country, benefited financially by helping his son reap money from overseas concerns, and no one knew about it because it's not on Joe Biden's tax return because he had to make his tax returns public. And I saw him. And there isn't a little box saying, I got 50000 from Hunter. Okay? There isn't that. There so is that. then you have a criminal act. Hello, Spiro Agnew. Committed by a sitting vice president if the FBI can bring in, as you said, corroborating evidence. Still would have to be cross-examined in a court of law. Of Remember, we believe in due process here, and so does John Solomon. I okay? Do. We want this to be vetted. But that is the crux of this matter. Now I'm going to ask you for a prediction. Sure. Do you think Hunter Biden's going to be indicted by uh, a Justice Department under his father, Joe Biden? Uh, I'll play it safe as a reporter and tell you that I'm seeing a lot of activity in the grand jury and among witnesses that suggests that the prosecutor in Delaware is preparing a criminal indictment against Hunter Biden. The sort of steps you take, uh, you, there would be no reason to bring witnesses before the grand jury unless you're planning to indict Hunter Biden. So it does look like the activity is consistent with preparation for indictment, sort of like what we saw in the few months before Michael Sussman, uh, the Clinton lawyer, was indicted recently in the Russia case almost identical type activity, different circumstances. So yes, I think right now there's an effort to indict him. Whether a grand jury will hand down that bill, we don't know yet. Okay. So the effort you believe is there, but I just want for all the anti-Biden people out there, I want to inject a note of caution. The football yeah. player Deshaun Watson, yeah. who was accused of a myriad of crimes, the grand jury in Texas brought in witnesses and failed to indict Mr. Watson. So yeah. just the fact that witnesses are being brought in does not doesn't ensure mean you're guilty. that's right. And in, or yeah. guilty doesn't really matter because they not grand jury doesn't find guilt or innocence. They find is there enough evidence to bring an indictment? Now, that's right. time frame. The, the FBI's had this laptop what for a year now more than a year yeah two years ago and here's the most important thing two a lot years. of people don't know this bill uh this investigation started when the financial institutions that were handling hunter biden's business began filing suspicious activity reports in the summer of 2018. so the laptop doesn't get delivered until december 2019 but the fbi's investigation begins when major financial banks that are moving hunter biden's money around says hey this looks like money laundering this looks suspicious that's where this whole case started in the summer of 2018, two and a half years before Joe Biden uh, won the presidency. Yeah, I mean, this, if this indictment or non-indictment comes down in the next six months before the midterm election, oh, my God, I just yeah. because and I don't think Joe Biden's going to be indicted. But it's, it's one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. That's how this whole thing goes down with Hunter Biden. So, John, I appreciate it, as always. Um, John's Thanks, website is Just the News. Again, I go there. 
Uh, and I recommend, if you're really interested in the news, that you check it out as well. And, John, please, if you get anything, let us know. Our, our audience, we this will. is a big story for everybody in America. And we thank yes. you very much for helping us out today. Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate okay. the time. Right. Uh, Supreme Court confirmation underway this week. Uh, the uh, proposed justice is Ketanji Brown Jackson. All right. Say that five times. Ketanji Brown Jackson. So she goes in. Uh, tomorrow uh, she'll be quizzed. All the Democrats in the Senate will love her. And the Republicans, some of them, will challenge her. But there's no doubt in my mind, as it stands now, that Judge Brown Jackson will be confirmed. I know of at least five Republican senators who will vote for her. I think there'll be more. Unless something happens, like she doesn't do well or she purges herself or whatever. But the odds of that are 100 to 1. She knows she's got it unless she, she all she has to do is be polite. Now, we'll cover, but, it, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's a fait accompli, in my opinion. If I see things turning, then I will um, let you know. Um, Judge Brown Jackson is 51 years old, born in Washington, D.C., raised in Miami, Florida. She's got a, a big record, liberal woman, no doubt about it, absolutely liberal, will vote straight liberal line in the Supreme Court, and she replaces Breyer, who is a liberal as well. All right, let's go to the media. So uh, my pal John Stewart's got an uh, Internet show. All right, he, he does it weekly, does one. Unlike me, he works every day. But you say, well, you don't tape on Fridays, O'Reilly, but I'm working. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so he does a weekly show on Apple TV called The Problem with John Stewart. I would have named it John Stewart is the problem, but I know he didn't want to do that. So he's got the former CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, all right, on his podcast or broadcast, whatever you want to call it. And they're talking about corruption in the media, one of my favorite themes. Roll up tape. Don't you think coverage can influence behavior? Can news influence behavior? Sure, I can, absolutely. Which is why I think it's so important for news to act responsibly. Um, look, Boom. it has just as much a power, just as it has a power to do good, it has a power to, to do bad. What can be done to manage it more responsibly? It's managed responsibly by some organizations and by others, it's not. Look, people are not as held accountable for inaccuracies. So there's that issue. People are not being held accountable for inaccuracies. Bob Iger, the former head of ABC News, because Disney owns ABC and he ran Disney. This, all right, I'll read it one more time. <laughs> this is how incredible this is. <clears throat> People are not held accountable for inaccuracies. ABC News runs The View. Do you know that? Not an entertainment show. It's under ABC News. Those women held accountable for inaccuracies? Ever? Okay. Who's the chief anchor at ABC? Quick, who? George Stephanopoulos, the Good Morning America guy. 
And what was George's previous job? Would it be senior advisor to President Clinton? Stephanopoulos is an avowed liberal man. He worked in the White House under Bill Clinton. He is the chief anchor at ABC News. I worked for ABC News. The chief anchor then was Peter Jennings. All right. So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this interview with Iger and I'm going, this is insane. You know what it is? Total lack of awareness on Mr. Iger's part. You never thought about it. Never thought about the view. Never thought about Stephanopoulos. No, doesn't, doesn't think about it. Absolutely incredible. Disney Shanghai, China closed. This is okay. They closed because of COVID. However, on Monday, today in China, remember they're ahead. Shanghai reported 24 new cases of COVID. 24. All right. The population in the Shanghai area, 24 million people, 24 cases. So they shut down Disney World Shanghai for 24 cases. <laughs> you believe that? Just shows you, goes to show you, you're never going to get anything truthful out of China or Russia or Iran or any of these totalitarian states. All right, our uh, foreign news partner is dailychatter.com. This story comes from them. So nobody has ever heard of Juan Orlando Hernandez, but he was for eight years the president of Honduras from 2014 to just a few weeks ago. All right, Juan Orlando Hernandez. There he is, everyone. So... The USA has charged Owan with drug trafficking and firearms violations. They say, this is the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, that Juan used the Honduran military to transport 500 tons of cocaine from South America through Honduras to the USA. Eight years this guy was president. 500 tons of cocaine. Now, Honduras says they're going to extradite Juan here. He's coming to stand trial. Now, the reason I'm reporting this is because, I hate to say it, but more countries in Central and South America have leadership that are deeply involved in drug trafficking than not. And did you know, since Donald Trump left office, the Mexican authorities, Obrador, are not cooperating with the U.S. authorities at all in drug smuggling. They did when Trump was there because Trump said, if you don't, I'm designating the cartels as terrorist groups and I'll drone them and send special forces, U.S. forces, to kill them. Bill Barr has a whole chapter in his book about that. That was my idea, by the way, to Donald Trump, and he did it. Now, as soon as Trump left office, Obrador has closed it down. Cartels do what they want, and records amount of narcotics are flowing into the USA, killing hundreds of thousands of people. They say about 110. You can triple that. 
because people die from all kinds of things. They don't just keel over. But this fentanyl and heroin and methamphetamine, methamphetamine is out of control. But that's why I'm reporting this story. Biden, come on in, open border. Hey, hey, come on in. We're not going to look in your satchel. Don't worry about it. Happiest countries in the world, everyone. This comes from the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network. No idea, but it's, I figured I'd tell you. All right, throw those happy countries up on the screen. Here he is. Finland is the most happy country if you like 14 degrees below zero weather. Then Denmark, cold. Iceland, cold. Switzerland, chilly. Netherlands, chilly. Luxembourg. Little country, Sweden, very chilly, Norway, Israel, and New Zealand because nobody can get in there because of COVID. Those are the happiest countries in the world. Top 10. USA, 16th happiest country. All right. Now, what do all those countries have in common? Come on. They're all homogenous, not diversity. All of them. Interesting, isn't it? Unhappy countries, throw them on up. All right, here we go. Zambia. I've been to Zambia. I, you know, I didn't look unhappy. Malawi, Tanzania, Sierra Leone, Lesotho, Botswana, Rwanda, Zimbabwe, all in Africa. Very poor. Lebanon, torn apart by terrorists. And the most unhappy place in the world, Afghanistan, for the fifth consecutive year. Well, you know what you get. There you go. Happy and unhappy. What's that song? Happy song. They used to play it every like two minutes. Now you never hear it. All right. This day in history, March 21st, 1965, Martin Luther King Jr. begins marching from Selma, Alabama to Montgomery. This is all about uh, Alabama counties refusing to let blacks enroll to vote. That's what this was about. So Dr. King got about 600 people. They marched. They were attacked um, by Alabama authorities under George Wallace. You might remember him, the governor of Alabama at the time. And uh, it was a very stirring, courageous demonstration. And Martin Luther King Jr., uh, is a hero, in my opinion. Now, the best movie, if you want to be entertained and learn about how bad it was in 1965 in the Deep South, is Mississippi Burning, Gene Hackman, Willem Dafoe. I just saw it about a month ago. It's a fantastic film. The acting is so good. Now, it's not entirely true, but most of it is. So Mississippi burning, if you want to really learn what was going on down there. All right, take a quick break. We've got a good mail segment. And then a final thought of the day. I uh, was up in Rhode Island over the weekend, and I had a lot of people coming up to me, and I'll tell you what the conversation was, okay? Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. 
American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to the mail. John Thomas, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. If President Biden would have imposed sanctions proactively before Russia invaded Ukraine, it would have given Putin a way to withdraw his troops and save face. Uh, Putin wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't. And he would have had another selling point to the Russian people, by the way. Katie Tesmer, uh, Metamora, Michigan. Bill, I listened to the program. The notes has been news and understand why we cannot implement a no-fly zone over Ukraine. President Zelensky, Zelensky has to understand that it's not a way for the U.S. to help but he still requested it in the first place. Zelensky is just trying to get as much as he can for his country. you got to understand that. I, I, I didn't see that. David Hickey, San Jose, California. I really appreciate your analysis of Ukraine day by day. It's the best I've ever heard. Thank you, Dave. That's what we're in business to do here. Kathy, concierge member, direct access to me, Kathy. Thank you. My brother said that Trump is the reason we don't have any backing from our allies because he made them pay for NATO. Okay, your brother is misguided. We have big backing from NATO. I don't know where your brother is, but got to wise him up, Kathy. Thomas, let's understand that this is not about Hunter Biden or the 50 intelligence officers who lied about the laptop. It's about Joe Biden, the fact that he was one of the recipients of bribes. Okay, Thomas, I hope you enjoyed our interview, but you just convicted Joe Biden. You just convicted him. Let's wait to see how it turns out. Due process. We believe in that. Melissa Hyden, Lakemont, Georgia. Bill, would you please talk about the Iranian nuke deal that Democrats are so intent on passing? I will when I see it. Let me see it. Okay, I don't think it's going to be good, but I'm not going to comment on something I haven't seen. James Hall, Fairhope, Alabama. Uh, nobody on cable news utilizes the format you perfected on the O'Reilly Factor. Opposing views, honest debate with ratings in the tank for most cable and network shows. Why don't they utilize what is proven to be a success? Because it takes a lot of skill to do that, to do debates, to book people who are really smart on the other side. You really have to know stuff and you have to have a good staff and Cable news has deteriorated in both of those areas. Although a lot of people that I trained, they're still over at Fox. They do a great job. But you're not going to get a lot of debate. 
because it's too hard. David, I wish that what O'Reilly says were true about people on the far left being finished and that Putin did it to them. I may be cynical, but I don't think they're going away that easily. The Green New Deal, done. That's all I can tell you. Gary, Bill, you're right that people hear what they want to hear. The great philosophers Simon and Garfunkel sang, a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. Simon, great songwriter, no doubt about it. Okay, so uh, I'm going to be out in Chicago on March 31st, Genesee Theater, Waukegan, Illinois. Tickets to Ticketmaster are going to have a blast, so I hope you will come see us. Uh, then we are going to have Killing the Killers out May 3rd. Put it on up there. Big advance sale on the Killers book. Best reporting I've ever done. And you get a free Regret Your 2020 Vote Yet sticker if you pre-order on BillOReilly.com. Word of the day, no hubris, H-U-B-R-I-S, when writing to us. Final thought about us in a moment. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, here is the final thought of the day. I'm going to use another cut from the uh, John Stewart uh, Iger interview about the change in the media. Go. I don't think you can create a subscription news service uh, that would generate the kind of revenue you'd need to cover news right. Mm-hmm. And, and advertising is typically reliant on consumption, so you, you'd have to really be betting that you could drive huge amounts of consumption. Wrong again, Bob Iger. This is a subscription news service that you are watching and listening to. We have tremendous sponsorship, which is why we pay good salaries to our employees. And we're on and we cover the news. I don't know. I'll put myself up against ABC. What I can't do is breaking news. I don't have the personnel to do that. So we have to take the video that is worldwide but our analysis and what we do and what we present to you, way ahead. And it is, a, as I said, a subscription news service. So I'm up in Rhode Island over the weekend. Beautiful state, by the way. And people just coming up and they, oh, we miss you so much on Fox. We, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's so frustrating because I go to them. Well, you can see me on BillOReilly.com. And it's like a, a, a vise comes over their face, BillOReilly.com. Now, a lot of these are elderly people, elderly, they're older, all right, over 60. And they just are intimidated. They, I just said, look, just take your little phone, 
BillOReillyOneWord.com, and you bang, you go in there and you can see what we do. It's easier than sitting there at 8 o'clock. It's easier. You can watch it whenever you want. All right? And it's better because we don't have all these commercials interrupting everything. And we're honest. And you're being misled. Not by everybody, but boy, if that's all you consume is network and cable, you don't know what's going on. Because it's agenda after agenda after agenda. Anyway, drives me nuts. Because the key to this subscription news service is getting people aware of it. And that's why I always ask you, you have friends and family that you like, that you love. Now, next week, we're going to start twice a week a segment on how you can save money because we realize that you're paying more money for everything and you have to pay not a lot. We keep the prices low for this, but I'm going to make you back the money by bringing you things that are immediately going to save you money a couple of times a week. We're going to partner up with websites who know that, and we're going to start that next week. So we are looking out for you. Please look out for us. Tell everybody you know to check us out. You may have to go in and punch their phone up for them, but once they see it, then they'll be here. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.